Hey, I'm Mackenzie. And I'm Natasha. And welcome to Missing Pieces, a Canadian true crime podcast. Episode number 12? 12. I actually don't even remember anymore. We took a Easter break, so happy Easter, everyone. And if everything turns out well today, we will have fixed our audio issues, and that is an amazing feat. Hell yeah, it is, girl. So, I'm... I fucking hope it works, otherwise we're going to look like idiots when the audio still sucks. Yeah. I'm giving you all the credit for this, by the way, because I had nothing to do with it. I'm totally not technologically savvy in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it's, it's okay, because the amount of time it actually took me to figure out a very, very simple solution is embarrassing, so. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, hey. Oh, God. Yeah. So I'm officially recording from, like, the weirdest place I think I've ever recorded from. Uh, I'm recording from a baby's nursery. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, murder podcast and babies generally don't go so well together. But thankfully my friend is still pregnant, so there's no actual baby in the room, so I don't feel quite as weird. Well, I was gonna say, like, either it's gonna grow up to be, like, the coolest baby in the world, or the fucking weirdest baby in the world, or actually a serial killer. Hey, we all get to have dreams, right? <laughs> <laughs> dreams for our friend's kids. <laughs> Torin, I need you to grow up to be a serial killer so that I can talk about you later. Yes. Just kidding, I don't, because your mother would be way too neurotic for that. <laughs> oh my god, your mother would kill me. Us yeah. and you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. For corrupting you. Yeah, corrupting your tiny, tiny brain. <laughs> uh, Alright. That's okay, the amount so. of times that her and her husband's been cursing while baby's been in the womb, he's already screwed up enough already. <laughs> He's going to come out and his first word's going to be like, fuck. Yeah, his first word is definitely <laughs> going to be fuck, which is hilarious in my opinion. I hope it is, because if, you know what, actually, when you're pregnant, I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be, like, coming up to you every time I see you. I'm going to be like, how's the fucking baby? <laughs> fucking hi, little guy. And then when he's, or she, is born, that's going to be it, too. Fucking hey, little dude. <laughs> I will club you like a baby seal. <laughs> And then I'll teach him. I'll be like, okay, so. We go up to mommy, and the first thing we say we is, go, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Sound it out with me. Fa. Fa. Ah. <laughs> Good job. Fuck. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, you probably won't ever want me to babysit then. <laughs> probably not. I, don't, I already don't. I don't trust you not to drop it on its head. <laughs> Why would I be babysitting your child when it's still an infant? Like, you... That doesn't make sense. I have no idea. <laughs> because I'm way too trusting with you, probably. Says the woman who just told me she wouldn't let me have the baby. Point, yeah. <laughs> Don't ever let me hold it. Don't ever let me hold it, because I will fucking drop You're it. You're not going to drop it. And the, rule number one, if you drop the baby, pick the baby back up. <laughs> oh, good. Just, just fucking you hear thud and me sprinting away. <laughs> Door slamming, car door shutting, car pulling out of the driveway like the Simpsons. <laughs> that would be, no, 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 not cool. <clears throat> but it's probably what's going to I'd happen. be running upstairs grabbing that baby, thrown in the car seat and chasing your stupid ass down. <laughs> oh my god. Listen here, motherfucker. <gasps> Did you just drop my child? <laughs> Anyways. Holy shit. Okay, how many minutes are we into this? Like, four minutes into this already. We should probably start. Probably. Yes. Alright, so, episode 12. Is this actually episode 12? Yeah, it is. Okay, so then you're first. Yeah, I am. 
I know. I'm actually kind of stoked. Which is good. Make it good, because my case is short as fuck. And... Okay. Mine's kind of short, but, like, it's also kind of interesting, because I literally had no idea about any of this, and, like, it's a local case, like, to West Kelowna, and I was like, what the fuck? Dude, mine's a local case, too. Oh, no way. That I also had no idea about. Yeah. yeah. I had no fucking clue. And, like, shit is named after this guy, and I was like, oh. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Wait, named after the victim or named after the killer? Named after the victim, you muppet. <laughs> well, I don't fucking know. Maybe they have like a Ted Bundy cancer center or something. <laughs> Ted Bundy cancer center. <laughs> so you can Ted Bundy meat packing plant. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, oh, the Ted Bundy Cancer Center. So you can come in here and suffer, but at least you know you're going to die in the end. Yeah, oh my god. Oh, that's awful. Moving on. Um, he was, wasn't was he the cannibal? Or was he... I think... Shit, which one was Ted Bundy again? One of them was no, really Ted charismatic, was, the other Ted one... Ted Bundy was the charismatic one that killed all the co-eds. Oh, shit. Okay, which one was the cannibal? That one was, um... Um, why can't I think of it? Um, I know. It's like right on the tip of my tongue. Jeffrey Manson. Dahmer. Oh. <laughs> Wrong on both counts. Okay, let's cut that. Ready? Uh, which one was this? <laughs> the cannibal? <laughs> oh, God. Dahmer right. was the cannibal. I think Dahmer, Dahmer. Dahmer was the was the one who killed um, gay men as well. Well, he killed men. I don't necessarily know that they were gay but i believe yes i definitely because remember that's how he lured them yeah i definitely remember one of them killing gay men yeah um Dahmer did and he he was killing yeah he was killing gay men or just men and boys actually he had 17 victims though like it's a hell of a lot yeah that is a great deal yeah and like the vast majority of them were uh pretty young i don't i think wow yeah okay. he was active for a long time too between like 1978 and 91 or something like that like it was a pretty long time and oh yeah many of his later murders involved necrophilia cannibalism and the permanent preservation of body parts including the skeleton that's actually kind of cool the skeleton part not the cannibalism or necrophilia yeah, or that's necrophilia. bad news bears that's that part yeah Mm-mm. yeah that's a no why are you making that face? Because I can't wait to tell you about my case! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Is there necrophilia in it? Because warn me about that shit right now. If Maybe. I'm going to need more therapy, I'm going to need to know about it right now. <laughs> there might be a little bit of necrophilia in it. <laughs> okay. I mean, a little bit's fine. We don't want to go overboard. <laughs> right. Just, you know, a tasteful amount of necrophilia. Exactly. <laughs> a sprinkling, if you will. <laughs> yes, a dash, a dab. <laughs> Mine has nothing even remotely like that no necrophilia okay no no necrophilia no cannibalism no dismemberment it's pretty straightforward but it was like sounds kind of boring actually yeah (laughs) it actually isn't like i looked at it and i was like oh my god i have to this case because i had no fucking clue Um, oh my god so hit me with it you're keeping me in suspense sorry okay (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna hear the name of this and you're gonna be like what the fuck okay go so this is the case of Constable Neil Bruce. Are you fucking serious? I'm dead serious. Holy cock. Yeah. So I was out for a hike the other day um, up mm-hmm. in Glen Canyon Park, and I, they actually um, have, like, a little 
know what they're called. It's not a, it's not a memorial, but like a plaque. Uh, yeah, it's like an info board basically about what happened to him. And I was like, holy fuck, how have I lived here like the last 15 years of my life and never even fucking heard of this? Oh my god, how have I? I same. Oh my god. Yeah. No, I was, I was like, shit is named after this guy and I don't know anything about it. How is that even possible? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go. Constable Neil Bruce died how? Fuck yeah. So, um, he was born in 1939, and I don't know exactly when. I couldn't find, like, a birth record or anything like that. I'm sure they probably weren't all that fastidious with the birth records in the 30s. Probably not, no. Um, and he died in 1965. So... Pretty young. Eight, yeah, he was 26. 26? Wow, I cannot do math. Yeah. Same age as me. Just saying. For another Shit. few months. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's another reason why I was, like, so interested in the case. Yeah. yeah, and you look at a picture of him, and, of course, again, it's, like, from the, whatever, the 60s, and you're looking at it, and you're like, that's the only picture they have of him? It's, like, just <laughs> in his in his uniform or whatever. But you look at him, and you're like, oh, my God, like, he's so young. He's a baby. Oh, no. Which is weird, because you never think of yourself like that when you're that age, and you're like, no, you oh, don't. right, yeah, I guess they're the same age. <laughs> anyway, so... In April of 1965, a 16-year-old Beverly Charest, I want to say Charest or Charest, one of the two, of Lumbee answered a newspaper ad requesting the services of a housekeeper, which was pretty normal back then. People did that a lot. So the ad was actually placed by a man called either Joseph or William Russell Spears. There was two different articles, and one of them, several of them called him Joseph, but one of them did call him William, so I don't know if they just completely cocked that up or... Or it was like his middle name or something? Yeah. So Joseph William... (laughs) <laughs> so we're gonna go with Joseph because that's the one that I found the most info on. So that's Joseph fair. Russell Spears was fifty nine, and when Charest arrived at Spears's cabin on Powers Creek, the area that's now Glen Canyon Park, up by where I used to live, she was forcibly confined, repeatedly raped, and beaten. Wow! All right, that's fun. Yeah, winner winner chicken dinner. So Spears had a really long criminal history, including convictions um, in nineteen thirty eight for carnal knowledge. I had to look this up because carnal knowledge, I was like, literally everyone has carnal knowledge nowadays. Like, that can't still be a thing. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, so it turns out it's what statutory rape was called before it was called statutory rape. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, really? Carnal? I'm like, everyone has carnal. So he like, was a freak? Like, having like, sex. Like, grow up. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, people are having sex. Like, you can't actually arrest someone for that. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, never oh, mind. Oh, he's a rapist. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, that's, no, okay. It's definitely no, thank you. Yeah. Um, and then he was arrested again and had, I mean, these are all his convictions, never mind what he was arrested and not convicted oh my of. God. 19, uh, in 1938 for rape, and was possibly involved in the shooting of an officer in Penticton in 1940, but they don't have, Enough evidence. he wasn't convicted Fuck. of that. Yeah. 1948 for assault with intent to commit rape. 1949 for I'm escaping. I'm so sorry. Uh, I thought you were going to say assault with a tentacle. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Where did he get the fucking tentacle? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So in 1948 for, with, um, for assault with intent to commit rape, nothing involving tentacles. Assault with a tentacle. Fuck. Oh my God. Assault with a tentacle. Um, in 1949 for escaping custody and in 1959 for contributing to juvenile delinquency. And then again in 1962 for assault. So the last conviction was for the assault of an 18 year old girl from Merritt who was lured under really similar circumstances to Terrest. And he was initially charged with indecent assault, but was found guilty of a reduced charge of common assault. Basically. I don't know why. What the fuck is common assault? Yeah. Uh, he was sentenced to two years, but he only served 16 months. Yeah, of course. 
yeah. So he was released March 15th, uh, 1964. Okay, speaking of crazy things that should never in a million years have happened, I was watching a documentary on the J.C. Dugard case. Have you heard of that? Nope. Okay, so J.C. Dugard was that girl that was kidnapped when she was, like, 11 or 12, and she was held for 18 years. Oh, yes! I didn't yeah, know and her she had name. Two kids. Like, I didn't remember her name, but yes, I've heard of that case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she had two kids with her captor, was right? Was she, like, trapped okay, well, under the stairs or something? He, like, hit her under the staircase? Or, like... He... No, no, that was the guy who hid his daughter under the stairs. And did the same thing, right? Yeah. yeah which is awful and disgusting. Um, no, this guy had her in, like, a shed, basically. Anyway, so he actually had an initial conviction for assault and for rape and for confinement as well, I believe. And he was sentenced to 50 years in prison. You want to know how many he served? Wait. 10. Oh, okay. I was way off. I was going to say less than five. Yeah, 10. No, he only served 10 That's years. That's still disgusting, though. Yeah, I was like getting so angry watching it. I was like, 10 Ugh. years. Anyway. Oh my God. Yeah, 10 years of a 50-year sentence. How the fuck? Does that even happen? Yeah. Ugh. Big time ugh. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I was watching that, and I was like, big fucking excuse. <laughs> this is fucking, no thank you. <laughs> no thank you. Yeah, oh god. <clears throat> but yeah, it's on Netflix, if anyone's curious. What's it called? Uh, fuck if I remember. <laughs> it's on Netflix for anyone who wants to spend 40 hours searching something where we didn't give you a name. <laughs> well, it's only, it's about J.C. Dugard, so I mean, I'm sure there's been quite a few, but it's like an untold story documentary, basically, because she wrote a book and stuff about it, too, right? Fuck. Which, incidentally, I will never read, because I don't want to know. Yeah, no, you know what? I mean, as much as everyone talks shit about people that live in ignorance, I'm pretty okay with living in ignorance about stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Ignorance is bliss in that in that yeah. case. Like, I don't want to... Like, she... I know she gave birth to two children by him. Yeah. Nope. Two daughters. Yeah, she was, like, 12 or, like, 14 and 16 when she gave birth oh to them. Oh, my fucking God. What? Yeah. That's why I was like, that's... I'm like, that's all the information I need to know that I don't ever want to read this book. Yep, that's completely <laughs> fucking no thank you. How the fuck... Yeah. How did they find her? He walked into a campus, a university campus, with the two little girls. And the guy just, like, walked up to the campus police because he was trying to organize an event basically he was like nuts like totally wackadoo trying to organize a religious event basically and the guy the officers were like um and they looked at the two girls and were kind of like mm, they don't look really all that healthy and like who is this guy and he told them his name no problem oh and they were like okay that's fucking weird and so they went and looked him up and he even told them like oh yeah i have previous convictions for for rape for this for that the other what the fuck Oh, yeah, no, he told them flat out, but he's like, oh, my religion has, like, made me realize the error of my ways, oh, which the irony right. of it is just killing me. And they're like, okay, well, that's weird, obviously. These officers just went and looked him up, and they were like, he doesn't have any kids. Or, like, no children on record. And, of course, immediately they were like, ah, alarm bells are like, red alert, red alert, red alert. So I guess they actually ended up holding him on suspicion of basically a lot of things because they were like you have no children and you have previous convictions for raping children ergo we're gonna hold you Holy on that. fuck yeah. yeah yeah so and then the two little girls were like oh yeah we have an older sister too she's 29 older sister oh my god yeah okay. yeah and they were like oh and so they went and basically like <laughs> rescued her st- stormed the home thank and, god yeah yeah so yeah it was really interesting yeah Sorry, I totally just sidebarred you there, because we were in the middle of talking about your case. 
Yeah, I did a total. No, it's all good. I completely was like, and off in left field is <laughs> this guy over here. And we probably from, also yeah. should have put a giant spoiler alert there. Sorry, everyone. Right. <laughs> now you know what happened, so there's no need to watch the documentary. I'm pretty sure like nearly everybody knows what happens because it was a huge case. That's true. Like for a long time. Okay. So anyway, yeah. um, Constable Neil Bruce. <laughs> where was I? Yeah, where the hell was I? Anyway, oh yeah, so uh, Spears was released in March 15th of 1964. So shortly after 6 o'clock in the morning on the 10th of April in 1965, a Mr. Weber called the RCMP detachment concerned about what was happening at the cabin. Uh, he may or may not have heard uh, the girl, Charest, screaming for help, basically, as you would. What cabin was this? This was the cabin that he lived in on um, Glen Canyon. Where, so, like, where Glen Rosa kind of is now. It's obviously in the 60s was not really anything. Right, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, so he had a cabin on there that he was keeping her in. I don't know if I said that before. I don't know. I can't remember where you were. I'm so sorry. We sidebarred too hard. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So he he had put an ad in a newspaper for her, basically, to come and clean his cabin. Oh, that's right. Yes, you did yeah. say that. And then he... Yeah, and she answered it, and then Kidnapped he her, raped her, kept her in the... Her. Yeah, okay. Kept her in the cabin, which is ugh, disgusting. Yes. Uh, so Ken Jones, who was Neil versus partner, agreed to accompany him on the call-out. He basically... I mean, obviously, I guess, even now, RCMP officers will respond with single-officer vehicles, which I think is really weird, in my opinion. But they usually have backup on hand pretty quickly. Yeah, single officer, though. I know. Yeah, kind of... Mm. Like, buddy system, guys. Few... Buddy system. <laughs> yeah, I've been to a few calls where they've had... They've, basically, they sent one officer, and I'm like, um... Ow! I don't even want to be here with my partner, so maybe yeah. you should have a partner. <laughs> or three. Yeah, like, there needs to be more than one of you right now. But they're usually really good. Like, their backup usually arrives pretty quickly. Well, I mean, not faster but than still. a gunshot or something. Like... Well, yeah, that really, that's the thing. Yeah, if you just get out of the car and die immediately, it doesn't matter how fast your backup gets there, you're still dead. So his partner came down, picked him up at his home, and he was living in Kelowna at the time, I guess, and found uh, Neil Bruce's family of four was all awake at around, this is about like 7 o'clock in the morning-ish. And Neil looked at them and basically just said, oh, I'll be back. I'll be back in time for breakfast or I'll be back in time for dinner kind of thing. And his service re revolver was locked up at the detachment, so he borrowed um, Jones's handgun while Jones borrowed actually Mr. Weber's rifle, the guy that called it in. He's like, oh, yeah, I have a rifle <laughs> in my truck. And they're like, oh, cool, can we borrow that? And I'm like, oh, my God, Canada, okay. <laughs> but in this case, like, not unintelligent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So as a gesture of goodwill, uh, Bruce actually didn't draw his weapon as he approached the cabin, but he basically asked he asked Spears to release Miss Terrest, and he, uh, Spears, instead of doing this, obviously, he opened the front door of his cabin and released <gasps> a dog on. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Who very calmly, apparently, shooed the dog away and just stepped out from behind the park truck to be like, hey. Holy shit. Are, okay. I thought that was basically. going a whole other direction. I was thinking dog attack, dog gets shot. I was like about to tell you to shut up. <laughs> Mm, yeah. We don't know it's what fine. happened to the it's dog. It's fine. It's happy. It's living in dog wonderland. <laughs> dog heaven because this, this is the 60s. Dog heaven But at the time, everything was fine. The dog shooed, ran away from his mean owner, and went to live with a happy family. Yep. <laughs> and fluffy Nothing bunnies. Nothing bad ever happens to dogs. 
Nope. Nothing at all. Anyway, so he stepped out from behind the parked truck, and Spears shot him in the chest with a twenty-two caliber rifle. Oh, no. Yep. So he basically was just waiting for him to come out. Oh, no. Yeah. So he survived the initial shooting, and he actually crawled behind some hay bales for cover. And then Spears actually turned the rifle on to rest oh, and shot fuck. her twice. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. He shot her once in the jaw and once in the shoulder. Oh, my God. Okay. So, at 7.30 in the morning, another officer, Jack Hest, his phone rang with the news that they had an officer down, which obviously everybody goes into, like, 110% yes. panic mode. He and several other Mounties rushed to the scene, which, in case anyone's curious, RCMP officers are also called Mounties. <laughs> They're called Mounties because they ride horses. <laughs> Nothing weird about that. <laughs> it's a little weird. It is a bit odd, but... No, they ride horses. It's a big deal. Long Canadian tradition, people. <laughs> <laughs> so Hester recalled being at the top of a grassy bank, looking down at the cabin and seeing Bruce laying on a pallet behind some hay bales. He said he was really easily identifiable by his pants with the yellow stripe down them. Again, they still wear those. They do still wear those. Mm-hmm. So Hess went down to Bruce, finding him still alive, placed him on his side with a coat under his head and then another one to cover him up. And the rest of the Mounties closed in on the cabin, kicked the door in, and they found Spears gone. Oh, no. Having, yep, having fled up Powers Creek with his dog and his rifle. Oh, no. Yes. So Hest actually rode with Bruce in the ambulance to Kelowna General Hospital, where it was discovered that the bullet had pierced Bruce's right lung, which collapsed it. Obviously. There's a hole where there should not be a hole. <laughs> yeah, bad things are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So... Unfortunately, Bruce would later contract pneumonia in his left lung, which would require a tracheotomy, which is a tube in, in the throat. throat. Yeah. Through the neck, FYI, not through the mouth. Intubation is through the mouth. Yeah. So normally that would happen at Kelowna General Hospital. Like, nowadays, without really any difficulty, they'll just they'll just do it. Or actually, they'll just sedate you and intubate you. No problem. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So, pneumonia. Yes. So... So, in the 60s, obviously, they didn't have the right equipment, so Hest actually had to drive to Penticton and back to pick up the required tools oh, no. for the tracheotomy. Yeah, and just prior to being tricked, Bruce made Hest promise that they would get the guy. So, unfortunately, Bruce died the following morning on April 14th in 1965 at 6.42am from complications relating to the pneumonia. Oh my god! He was... No! Yeah. I just got so emotionally yeah. invested in fucking Bruce right in that moment. That is not okay. I know. A pro- yeah, oh my god, a deathbed promise that you're going to get the guy? What is this I know, fucking right? movie? Like, oh my god. Yep. He was 26 years old and he had just and he had served just 4 years with the RCMP. So he was buried on April 17th with a full honor guard. As generally anyone who dies on duty is. Yeah. Oh my god. So the hunt for Russell Spears become the most extensive manhunt in Okanagan history. How did there we not as... fucking know about this? <laughs> right? Right? That's what I fucking wanted to most know. Most extensive like, manhunt in this? Okanagan history, and here we are, fucking yeah. supposed true crime people, like, living yeah. in ignorance. Oh my god, where are our heads? Not a clue. I know. So as many as 50 officers, police, tracking dogs, planes, and helicopters were used. Police searched for 24 hours a day, with no luck at all, until April 19th. A Mrs. Haskell, don't know if that's actually a correct last name, but who cares? Who lived in the, <laughs> who lived in the Trepanier area, 
which is actually in between Peachland and Wascona, called the RCMP early that morning to say that they saw a man move across a clearing near her house. So Jones and his search party, including a German Shepherd canine officer named Prince, Hell yeah. moved up into the area. So Prince immediately caught a scent and started to track and caught up with Spears and knocked him down. Fuck yeah, you go Prince. Officer of the year. I know, right? I was like, <laughs> canine officer? Hell yeah. Half the time, like, people will be pissy and, like, say and do, like, those horrible things to police officers, but you bust out a dog and they're like, fuck, I surrender. Yeah. No one wants to be bitten by one of those things. Well, that, Seriously. and, like, I... dogs are so damn cute. Who wants to hurt a dog? Even if the dog is really mean, I'm still like, oh, oh, you're evil. <laughs> Why are you mean? You're, yeah. you're evil, but you're so damn cute. <laughs> yeah. But for real, though, like, those dogs are so well-trained. It is amazing. Yeah. Like, I actually went to a call out a while ago with a, that was a domestic, and a guy had tried to break into his girlfriend's apartment and assault her Unpleasant. Uh, after after just being released from prison for doing the same thing are you fucking kidding me yeah how stupid no, yeah okay whatever carry on yeah and so obviously girlfriend called the police and was like hey help send someone essentially so he's trying to break into my home and it was a small area so they were having trouble getting to him so they actually sent the dog nice yeah you and the guy ran go, obviously Poochie. they always run yeah they always run no, the dog just tackled him down, did the classic, like, arm bite grab, and Fuck basically yeah. just immediate surrender. Good. Yeah, and they, so, they, of course, they brought the guy into my ambulance to be like, hey, we need to get the dog bites treated. And I was looking at it, and I was like, no one in their right mind would want to be bit by one of those. Yeah, like, oh my Like, shredded. And that's, God. that's basically, like, a bite and an immediate release, because that's what he was told to do. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't even like a bite and latch hold or anything like that. It was just like a bite and don't Dog move. bites are terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, no, I can absolutely see. So, yeah, people, a lot of times people will, like, never mind the officer, they will surrender to the dog. Hell, I'd surrender to the dog just because it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, not they'd if be like, you. They'd be like, sicker, and I'd be like, oh, come here, oh, puppy! <laughs> and then I would get my throat torn out. <laughs> But it's a good way to go, you know? There's a dog. <laughs> There's a cute dog, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, so Prince caught up with him, knocked him down, and basically held him there until the officers could get close enough to Fuck yeah. um, to arrest him. So at the time, Spears was on his knees holding his rifle, and the officers obviously told him to drop his weapon because you don't exactly want them him pointing at it, them yeah. when they're trying to arrest him. So instead of dropping the weapon, without saying a single word, Spears put the barrel between his eyes and pulled the trigger. I'm not even mad, actually. Yep. I'm pretty glad about that. Died immediately. Good. So, as of 2015, Constable Neil Bruce remains the only Kelowna Detachment RCMP officer to be killed in the line of duty. Fuck. Yeah. So, 2015 was actually the 50th anniversary of his death, so most of the articles that I found were actually written in 2015. Um, wow. Oh my god. Yeah. So, Constable Neil Bruce's son... Don Bruce Fuoco is actually a superintendent with the Ottawa RCMP and says that his dad was his hero. Holy which shit. Which is adorable and cute. Yeah. What was and his name a couple again? of articles. The kid? Yeah. Don. Don. That was it. Sorry. Don. It's a hyphenated last name. Right. I'm assuming mom must have remarried afterwards. But still. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Beverly Charest, the girl, actually survived her injuries. The jaw and the shoulder shots? The jaw and the shoulder what? shots. Yep. So, right. badass bitch. Yeah, yeah she survived. Go, girl. And she still lives in the Okanagan. No way. Yeah, couldn't find anything really about her, but I mean, I'd want my privacy too. So. Yeah, absolutely. 
And obviously a lot of things in the Okanagan are named for Constable Neil Bruce, including a middle school and actually a sports field as well. And the plaque and the sign that I found, I believe were placed there. Uh, obviously they were placed there in his memory, but I don't know exactly what time they were placed there. But yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was out for a hike and I'm looking at it and I'm like, how did I not know this shit? I don't know, but I love when murders just fall into your lap like that. I know. It's amazing. Mine did again this week, again from Brie. Like, seriously, I am so glad she's my fucking bestie because she has the coolest murder cases ever. (laughs) She keeps telling me them and she's just like, did you hear about this guy yet? How about this guy? How about this guy? And it's like every time we have a conversation about this podcast, she's just like, oh yeah, she's got like six new fucking murders for me to do. Like, I don't have, I don't even have to do fucking any research on my own anymore. I'm just like, hey, Brie, like, what's this guy's name? And she's like, his name is Boom. This is what he did. This is when he did. And then I'll do like a little bit. Yeah. It's like, and then I'll do the research on the name and it's like just confirms everything she tells me basically it's the fucking coolest <laughs> okay so tell me about it yes tell me right, about right, 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 right. it so this was the same thing i found this case i could not not do it like it was so okay. i got so fucking excited there's almost no information that i could find because all of it weirdly like i kind of thought because it was so recent there would be a lot of information but there's actually not yeah I find that about recent murders too. I'm like, um, why is no I one know say- shit? Yeah, please. Come on guys. Tell me things. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I have Clayton Bo Eichler, Eckler, mm. Eckler, Clayton Bo Eckler is Regina's first serial killer. Ooh. Right. I'm so excited. I fucking lost my shit when she told me that. I was just like, nothing cool ever happens around here. And she's like, uh, you realize we have a serial killer, right? And I was just like, <gasps> tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> tell me everything immediately right now. <laughs> tell me everything you know and then some. Like, I lost my shit. I was so excited. So I was originally going to do another case, but like, fuck the other case. This is way, this is way cooler. Regina yeah. has a serial killer. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Clayton Bow, Eichler, meth addict, serial killer, and all around douchebag. Ooh. Murdered two indigenous women, indigenous women. Sorry, fuck. Back in 2013, like this is recent as fuck, and their names were Kelly Nicole Goforth and Rochelle Lee Bear. So Kelly Goforth's body was found on September 25th, 2013, in a dumpster in the east end of Regina, wrapped in garbage bags and stuffed into a hockey bag. Which Ooh. two things? What? Second thing, the east end of Regina, like, they said it was found in an industrial area in the east end of Regina, but, like, unless I'm thinking of a whole different east end, the east end of Regina is full of rich people. Like, there's, like, a superstore, a hotel, like, a nice hotel. I love how superstore means you're rich. (laughs) Get damn good produce there, but only if you pay for it. (laughs) It's a $7 avocado. (laughs) $14 $14 head of lettuce, but it's organic. <laughs> oh, only the best at real Canadian superstore. Uh, fuck, oh anyway. God. But, like, it's just suburbia, you know? There's, like, really nice... There's fancy hotels. I mean, there's one, like, truck stop, but whatever. It's a nice area. We used to stay out there um, before I moved to Regina, and I was just working out here. Like, the hotel we used to stay at was out on the east end of Regina. Yeah. It's nice. It's, like, it's shopping district, basically. I, I have no idea where in the east end of Regina the body was found but clearly it wasn't in the east end I've been to because like it's way too nice there I don't even think they have dumpsters there oh so yeah hockey bag Ugh. 
dumpster and which is super canadian by the way that is really canadian yeah and really unintelligent like can you say traceable and not to mention don't most people write their names on their hockey bags and shit yeah well no one ever said this guy was clever good point so police think that kelly goforth had been strangled to death the day before she was found as there was a necktie belonging to Eckler still around her neck and it had his DNA on it as well as she had his DNA under her fingernails of I think they said her left hand okay but one of her hands so girl you fight that motherfucker I know right like claws eyeballs out and this guy he was kind of a fucking idiot actually like he's Mm. possibly I was really excited because he was Regina's first serial killer, but he's also probably Regina's dumbest killer because <laughs> guess how they fucking found him? How? The hockey bag. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh-huh. Because this hockey bag, I can't remember the brand. It was like Winwar or something. Yeah. But who cares? This hockey bag was sold exclusively at Canadian Tire. And on that side of town, or really in Canadian Tire, Regina, only two of those hockey bags had been sold anywhere near the time of the murder and guess who was caught on camera buying that hockey day that hockey bag the day before the body was found what a moron right like he didn't even buy the bag in advance he bought the hockey bag stuffed her in it and hucked her in a dumpster but like why did it have to be a hockey bag why didn't you just fucking stuff her in something else that you already had on hand i know like a sleeping bag uh Carpet, garbage bags have been used for centuries, man. I know. And like, garbage bags have been around for, you know well, what I mean? Yeah. But still, I mean, that being said, like, if you, a nice, shiny, new hockey bag is going to fucking stand out in a dumpster. Just a bit. Yeah, yeah. So any homeless person, any interested person, any person that accidentally sees a really nice hockey bag in a dumpster, like, I would take it for sure. Mm-hmm. I've definitely dumpster dived before. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, like, mostly normal. So any average person is going to see a nice hockey bag in a dumpster and be like, I wonder why they threw that out. Maybe they just don't need it anymore. But I need a new hockey bag. And then, boom, (laughs) there's a fucking corpse in it. So they found him because he's a fucking idiot, basically. And a fucking hockey bag. Oh, my God. The day before. I can't get over that. Like, the day before. It was ridiculous i'm sorry did you just hear that my computer just made really weird noises yeah <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. okay your burrito is done in the microwave it, my burrito is done in the microwave <laughs> uh, so naturally they tracked him down after watching him buy the hockey bag <laughs> on december 31st 2013 they arrested him searched his home and that was where they found photos of rochelle bear's body Rochelle Bear was last seen on August 20th, 2013 at a family member's birthday party, which is a fucking huge drag. Yeah. And from the photos, they were able to determine that she was strangled as well. The photos showed her in Eckler's car and laying on a bed on a sleeping bag, which they think the bed was in his house. The same yeah. sleeping bag was later found in the trunk of Eckler's car. So this guy just really, like, last seen August 20th. And they found the sleeping bag, the murder bag, 
still in his car in December, like months later. What? Does this guy have a brain at all? Clearly not. Clearly not. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) Uh, But remember how we made those fun necrophilia jokes today? Oh no. Well, brace yourself because... Oh. Uh-huh. The photos that were taken of Rochelle Bear apparently showed some pretty fucking nasty shit happening to her. And oh, I don't want to know. Originally, I'm not going to go into it. God, no. I couldn't even, oh, they didn't God. even publish it. They didn't even, and I mean, I wouldn't want thank to. Thank God. Even if they did publish it, I would not want to, because it's just like, let this poor girl have some dignity. Absolutely. So she's been freaking disrespected enough. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not. Don't need to tell you what fucking exactly what happened. But originally, the court intended to charge Eichler with indecent interference with a body alongside first degree murder, two counts of first degree murder. And the worst part, or I don't know, maybe the necrophilia is the worst part, but another really awful part is Rochelle's body was never found, and Eckler won't tell anybody where it is. Uh, of course he won't. Yeah. What an so asshole. He went to trial on September 19th, 2016 for the charges. I mentioned previously the indecent body thing and the two counts of first degree murder. But he, like five minutes in, I think took a plea bargain or whatever, must have, because five minutes into the court case, he just stands up and pleads guilty to two counts of second degree murder instead of facing the charges for, for first degree. degree. So... They, the court accepted that plea, and he was sentenced to life in prison with no eligibility for parole for 20 years. And then, on top of pleading guilty, he apologized to the families of the women he killed. And, like, this was apparently, like, fucking a big surprise to everyone. I don't think anyone knew he was going to do that. But the family of Rochelle told him to burn in hell you bastard because as i said earlier he would not reveal the location of rochelle's body and the family like they stood up in court and were like if you really were sorry like you tell me where my daughter is buried like where is she yeah absolutely and he said oh what did he say i don't have that information or something like that like that's not information i have something like that it was just basically he was like what the fuck yeah he wouldn't he wouldn't give it up or, like, claimed he didn't know or something. But it was just, like, fuck. That's such bullshit. It's such bullshit, right? Like, fuck you, pal. Yeah. But Kelly's family actually took it surprisingly well. And Kelly's mother said she was satisfied with the verdict. And she said that at least they can now move on as best they can. Okay. But the police actually theorized that that wasn't the only two women he killed. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I mean, he did a shit job. But but they were high-risk women. There was speculation that they were in the sex trade, but Mm. nothing ever was proven about that. Like, there was no definitive evidence. So, yeah, but they actually were thinking there's a lot more than just those two women that were in high-risk lifestyles that went missing around that time. So they're thinking, like, yeah, maybe he only got popped for two, but that doesn't mean he only actually killed two so he just got sloppy on two. He just yeah. did a bad job with two of them. So, yeah, that was pretty insane. Especially if he doesn't want to reveal the location of the one girl's body, because usually serial killers have dumping grounds. Mm-hmm. Ten bucks says that there's more there. Yeah. So if he finds, or sorry, if he gives up the location of Rochelle's body, 
Yeah. Maybe he's giving up the location of a couple other bodies. Of more. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Which is just fucked. But, Ugh. yeah, it was pretty sad. Man, Regina's flat. Just fucking dig it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, dig up the entirety of Regina. <laughs> That's completely possible. Just dig it up and start over. But really, what I think personally is that he probably hugged her in another dumpster and they didn't find her in a dumpster and she went to the dump because that is, if you're going to dump a body in Regina, dump it at the dump because no one will ever find it. That's where they think, like I was talking as well to Brie and we were just thinking, we were kind of like spitballing about the Tamara Jewel Keepness case, the first case I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. She's like, yeah, probably the dump. Like, that's where that's yeah. where you're going to send a body if you got to get rid of it. You're going to send it to the dump because nothing ever comes – like, nothing's ever found there. Nothing ever comes back from there. It's – if you Yeah, can you get basically that... just have really shitty luck if, if, if one of the freaking machines happens to just turn over yeah. the body and they happen to find it while they're burying it in the hole. Yeah. But – that's it. That's my whole case. Like, I did say it was really, really short. And there was virtually oh, no yeah. information on this. That's okay, though. Yeah, but we were looking at his Facebook pictures. He's so creepy. <laughs> Isn't technology awesome? Uh, yeah. Excuse me while I freaking yawn. No, it's really not I've awesome. never done a morning recording session before. And this morning I was just like, <laughs> Yeah, I... Yeah. I just got out of bed. I got out of bed for this recording. That's hilarious. Because otherwise... I got out of bed because my pregnant friend has to pee like six times an hour and she woke me up. (laughs) All right. Thank you all for joining us and we will see you all next week. Yes. And we need a catchphrase. Fuck yeah, we do. Someone give us one, please. I got... I have one, but like, I don't know if it's funny. What is it? Don't murder people. It's rude. Don't murder people. It's rude. (laughs) (laughs) Can we go with that? Yeah. Remember, don't murder people. It's rude. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Thank you all for joining us. Don't murder people. It's rude. (laughs) Bye. Bye.